Well, welcome everyone to our second episode of Inside CHSL. Brendan, we're back and we're happy to be back, aren't we? Hey, they brought us back. <laughs> Gotta be happy. It's a great thing. So, a very successful episode number one. And now we get to do it again and keep going forward. Exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, good to be here with the entire crew today. His name is Brendan Johnson. I'm Jeremy Otto. We want to remind you to subscribe now. We can say that. That's, that's fun to say. We've been talking about this podcast for a while, and now we finally get to promote it and ask people to subscribe to us as well. We're on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You can find us by searching Inside CHSL on the web and on social media as well. The Catholic High School League Twitter, the Archdiocese of Detroit Twitter, doing a really good job trying to promote this thing to as many people as possible. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, we're going to talk about a lot of great schools, a lot of great sports. And I mean, it's real easy. Even if you just click pause right now, subscribe, maybe throw us a quick five-star rate if you'd like. I don't know, your choice. But, you should, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'll continue to move forward. So a lot of great stuff to get into today, Jeremy. Well, we want to dive right into it with J&B's top highlights from the previous week. And Brendan is going to kick us off. Well, I want to start. How about Riverview Gabriel Richard in boys hockey? It's something where Riverview Richard does not win the Catholic League title, but they go out and they defeat Orchard Lake St. Mary's 4-3 to in overtime. That's going to secure them as the number 3 seed in the Catholic League tournament next year. So watch out for Riverview Richard. Dangerous team. Uh, they beat a very talented Orchard Lake St. Mary's squad. And what was an upset and pretty exciting to see. Yeah, I know not about it, but when you, you talk to some of the, the mindsets around the high school hockey scene, they say, yes, you know, Gabriel Richard Riverview is legit. Did everybody know that they would sneak up and beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's in a game like this so early in the season? Maybe not, but uh, that just says a lot about what this Pioneer squad has behind them. Down 3 nothing with six minutes to go in the second, scoring in the last second uh, to send it to overtime, and then scoring pretty quickly into overtime. In the end, it was Potter who scored the game-winning goal for the pioneers, but th- this is a squad that I'm really, really intrigued to watch. And you know, to start with a victory this early in the season, got you know, has to do nothing but good for your confidence. Well, right now they're sneaky, but with that win, they prove they can be dangerous. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you, you look at uh, even their goalie, Drew Adams, 33 shots, 30 saves on the night as well against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So much relies on the goalie, and I mean, it kind of can become cliche when you look at sports and say, oh, you know, you need a good point guard for basketball. You need some good pitchers for baseball. But you really do, especially in the high school scene, you need a good goalie to ride. I mean, you look at a team like Brighton outside of the Catholic High School League. They rode their goalies to the end, and and that's a big reason why they were able to take home state championships and make it to state finals. So don't, you know, underestimate a good goalie. Yeah, no doubt about that. At the end of the day, you need a guy that can keep the puck out of the net. And when you're able to stop 30 of 33 shots coming your way versus a very talented Orchard Lake St. Mary's team and maintaining not letting any more goals in through the last six minutes of the second period all the way through the third and through overtime, doing it when it matters most, your offense comes through, it's you know it's not cliche. It's, it's sometimes it's just the reality. Absolutely. Number two keeps us to the Catholic League hockey uh, bracket, if you will. It's the championship game, Catholic Central and Brother Rice matching up for the second time in less than a month. The first matchup that was back on November twenty seventh featured a five two upset victory. People would say at that point mm-hmm. for Brother Rice, even though those those two teams are going to be battling it out in the top ten of the high school rankings probably all throughout the year. 
But this is a game where CC was able to avenge that loss and win the Catholic League title in this new format, which we're kind of you know looking forward to see how it works out. People you know at the top may say, "Hey, look, what's the you know what's the Catholic League doing putting their hockey final at the beginning of the year?" But the coaches responded and say, "Hey, look, we we don't really like the format at the end of the year up." to the state playoffs because, you know, we want to be getting ready for the state playoffs and, and we want to be able to, you know, maybe play some some of the top teams. Not to say that the Catholic League teams don't face it, but when you lose in the Catholic League tournament, you then brought, drop down to the loser's bracket. So you're there's guaranteed games involved, and that's why the coaches wanted to move it up, and the Catholic League responded in, in that regard. For sure. And you talk about the C.C. Rice matchup to stick with that specifically. There are two teams that right now appear to be pretty even. A couple big differences, though, from the first matchup to the second. The volume of shots for Catholic Central was the same. They were able to put the puck in play, but they were able to stick it in a couple more times in that second game. But the bigger difference was as they slowed down the offensive attack of the Warriors in that second matchup. And early on, Brother Rice still kind of controlled that pace of play. It started strong, but quickly Catholic Central was able to turn the momentum, change the pace, build it more to their style, their pace. Uh, and when you're playing at that CC tempo, they proved they're going to be a tough team to beat, Well, and hence why they're defending state champs. And the scoring's pretty balanced when you look at the stat seat for Catholic Central. That's something you, you kind of always look at these Catholic Central teams and, and see they you know defend really well, and they have some solid goaltenders, but they're also going to you know pile you on like this guy's scoring, this guy's scoring, this guy's scoring. That, that can be key to a long run as well. And one of the key guys that they have scoring for them, Kyle Gaffney, senior forward. He's going to be our guest just a little bit later here on Inside CHSL. We want to talk about more success for the Catholic League. We told you that the girls' basketball Callahan Challenge was going down. It happened last Sunday. The Catholic League going 4-1. and one. Marion winning 55-32 over Lakeview. Mercy winning 61-37 over Gross Point South. Shrine winning 51-44 over Anchor Bay. And Regina defeating Romeo 27-26. It was a close three-point loss for Waterford or Lady of the Lakes as they fall to Gross Point North 29-26. Overall, a really strong showing for the Catholic League on that girls' basketball front in the Callahan Challenge. Yeah, and I think we, we kind of talked about it off air, not not necessarily today, but in the previous as we were kind of preparing to, to break down the podcast. But uh, Shrine's a team to watch in the Catholic League. They're kind of going through a coaching change. They're missing their leading score last year, went over 1,000 points, and was one of the top scorers in Shrine history in, in terms of players. But uh, th- this is a team I, I think that's going to be legit along with your Marians of the world, and then some of the teams around the Catholic League as well. So I'm excited to watch the Knights. That's the thing. I think you know Marion and Mercy are both going to be good, but a team like Shrine, yeah, that's a team to watch for. You know, And obviously they'll have their traditional close matchup with Bishop Foley. It'll be interesting to see as both teams you know, have some pieces in place to be pretty competitive how they – you know, shake things out. Then you look at Regina, low-scoring game, but able to hold on versus Romeo. That's going to be another interesting team. They're young. They don't score the ball a ton, but if they're able to play defense like that and hold teams to uh, 26 points, well, maybe they're going to be okay. 
And to more basketball. we got a lot of basketball. We're going to have Ooh. a lot of it throughout the winter along with hockey and some other sports as those start to kick off and some wrestling later in our podcast here today in our second ever episode of Inside CHSL. Marion, how about their margins of victories so far? Yes, it's only through two games, but the, the Mustangs are rolling. And, and when you look at a, a season that they're expected to, you know, hey, be another top 10 team most likely in girls basketball in the mm-hmm. state of Michigan, they, they've started right where they left off. Well, they opened the season versus Cousineau with a 69-11 to win. And Cousineau, yes, obviously not the team they've been in previous years, but that's a program that over the last five years has been pretty successful. So for Marion to go out and beat them in that fashion, then to come back to the Callahan Challenge and pick up another 23-point win, they're, they're just playing at an elite level. And a team that you expect to see playing late in March. They've got the scoring. They've got the defense. They could spread the floor. They could push the tempo. They're physical. Just a little bit of everything. Uh, and when you have that kind of complete team and you could score the ball like that, come on now. You kind of talk about a, a balanced team as well in, in hockey in Catholic Central, but there are two top players, Shannon Kennedy, with 23 points, that's all through two games. And then Sophia Mancini, another really top player for the Mustangs, 16 points through two games. I mean, if you're only getting, I'm not, I'm not saying they've had bad games, but if you're only getting that kind of sure. production from your top two players, it just shows you know, how much you're getting out of your bench as well in the early going. If the balance of the score sheet is there and everybody's able to get involved and it's a different girl every night that can maybe go off as a leading scorer, that makes you a really difficult team to scout. And when you're difficult to scout, you can go out and win those games by 20, 25, 30, because you key in on one, all of a sudden another girl steps up and is able to make a play. And moving on to point number five here in our top highlights from the past week, Catholic League boys, nine teams start 1-0 from the Catholic League. Those nine teams, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, De La Salle, Catholic Central, Brother Rice, Bishop Foley, Cardinal Mooney, Cranbrook, Riverview Gabriel Richard, and Lutheran North all picking up wins in their season opener uh, earlier this week. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's going to be fun to, to track all these teams, especially the, the Central Division teams that we mentioned, because I think we talked about it a little bit in Episode 1, how competitive we think this Central Division is going to be in Catholic League basketball. And I think really, you, you look at the last 10 years, there's obviously been some standouts in De La Salle and UD, um, CC having their years here and there, but uh, I think this is going to be the most competitive slate that we've seen in a long, long time in boys basketball in the Central Division. Then, you know, when you look at those other teams as well, it's an exciting time around the Catholic League. I agree. You look at St. Mary's, we've talked about it before, Jeremy. When you have three, maybe four Division One kids on your roster, that's going to separate you from everybody else. But I, I think the coaching, the talent, and just the ability and the experience of some of these other teams in the Catholic League is going to be enough to compete with St. Mary's, but Brother Rice brings back experience. De La Salle brings back experience. U of D is young but has a lot of talent. And then Catholic Central, obviously going out and picking up a game one win. They were maybe the question mark team, but they proved on night number one that they're going to be here to stay. Um you know, and they've got a sophomore they can kick it to in the post. They've got some guys that can stretch the floor, shooting on the outside. So uh, Cooper Craig's is that sophomore. So they've got a ton of pieces there 
that will just need to come together, but it's going to make the league in the Central Division really, really tough. And you know what What makes the Central Division so fun, especially in boys' basketball, is the home court advantage that some of these teams mm-hmm. have. I mean, you look at UD's gym, that's, that's packed for, for some of these games. You look at De La Salle's gym, it's crammed in there. It's, it's usually hot in there. Um, the fans are right on you. The, the players are literally you know, right by the fans. I mean, the bench is the first row of bleachers. Brother Rice, kind of a, a compact facility. Catholic Central, one of the more you know, spacious ones, but they'll have some good crowds as well. So that, that also plays into the, you know, when the league is so competitive, even when you know, the league wasn't as competitive you know, we saw UD go lose to, you know, a Brother Rice or somebody they, they shouldn't necessarily had to at that point just because of the atmosphere they had to go play in. Home court advantage is a real thing. It's what makes the league pretty special. Well, that's it for J&B's top highlights from the previous week. Brendan, we look forward to kind of breaking that down for you each week here on episode two, three, and four as we go forward. And we'll preview some other things coming up in uh, our segment later as well. Yeah, no doubt. So good stuff last week. Good stuff coming up. We'll keep it rolling. All right, now time for some Catholic League history. This is something that Brendan and I really look forward to every week in terms of diving into the the history segment of the Catholic High School League, which is so rich um, in so many good stories. We had a good one last week, and now we're going to send it to Steve Wedrock for Since 1926. Steve? Thank you, Jeremy. This moment in Catholic High School League history focuses on the 1948 football season and the first Soup Bowl between the De La Salle Pilots and the St. Mary of Redford Rustics. Both teams finished the regular season undefeated. The East Division champion De La Salle faced off against the West Division champ St. Mary of Redford to decide the Catholic League championship. On November 21, 1948, the teams met in the first Soup Bowl, a charity game to benefit the Capuchin Guild at the University of Detroit Stadium. St. Mary of Redford won the game 28-19 and would advance to play Denby High School in the Goodfellow game at Briggs Stadium on November 26. The Goodfellow game was a matchup between the Catholic League and Public League champions and supported the old Newsboys Goodfellow Fund. Denby won the game 28-0 before more than 39,000 spectators. After 21 years, the Soup Bowl was replaced as a Catholic League championship game in 1968 by the Charity Bowl. Lasting only three seasons, the Charity Bowl was replaced by the Prep Bowl in 1971. And that's your moment in Catholic League history since 1926. Well, we're joined now by Catholic Central Hockey senior forward Kyle Gaffney. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us here on Inside CHSL. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Catholic Central, as we had just mentioned earlier, Catholic League champs. So, Kyle, congratulations on winning that Catholic League championship as you guys defeated Brother Rice 4 nothing, uh, which was the final score. But you know, I'm sure it's not easy playing Brother Rice twice in a 10-day span, um, but to bounce back from a loss and shut him out, how did that feel? Uh, that, was, that, felt, that was a great feeling. Um, obviously, Playing rice isn't easy, especially in that short of a time span. And um, obviously, we were disappointed. Uh, thanks the day before Thanksgiving in that game. Um, but yeah, we were just ready to play him again and get get some revenge. What would you say maybe was the biggest difference between the matchup the night before Thanksgiving, where you guys lost to Brother Rice, and then the four zero shutout in the Catholic League title game? 
Um, I'd say biggest difference is just that we were ready the second game. First game, I thought we came out slow, and just you gotta you gotta start on top when you're playing Rice. And yeah, second game we were just ready, played three three full periods, and came out on top. Well, it, it's a pretty cool rivalry that you guys have, and from the outside, it's fun to watch. And that night before Thanksgiving game. You know, Brother Rice was able to win, but it was a sellout crowd at your home arena. Uh, just talk about what that atmosphere was like and, and what it's like to fill the crowd, you know, for such a rivalry game. Yeah, that's just an awesome feeling. Every, every year uh, you get the alumni coming back. Um, all the students are there. Uh, Rice brings everyone. It's just it's awesome just to hear everyone cheering and just gives you energy. It's a really great feeling. Sure. Well, you guys are defending state champs. Uh, won it in 2019, and you know we're on the verge of 2020 now. And you guys looking to defend that state title? You know, so so what's the mindset? How confident are you guys? And what do you need to do to really establish that that ability to go out and well win a consecutive state title? Well, obviously, you know, our goal is to get there in March. Um, but right now our mindset is just keeping it one game at a time, um, just getting better every practice and every game, and, yeah, just get back there in March. No doubt. We'll get enjoyed by Kyle Gaffney, Catholic Central Hockey senior forward. You know, Kyle, you play for a very historic and traditional program. It's one that embodies your school motto, teach me goodness, discipline, and knowledge. What does that motto mean to you, and what does it mean to you being able to play at a faith-based institution? Yeah, that's everything to to me and to our te- our team. Just um, like playing for your school is great, and then just playing for you know like your faith, um, and just after a win, just singing the Mary Alma Mater. Um, that's just you look you look forward to it. No doubt. Well, how, how has your faith maybe impacted your ability uh, to play sports or impacted your athletic experience? Uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely helped. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you pray for it, you get you get the blessings to play, um, and you just gotta you just gotta work for it. Also, though, um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely helped me. No doubt. Well, Kyle, we appreciate your time and joining us here on Inside CHSL today. We want to wish you the best of luck and Catholic Central the best of luck as you move through the regular season. And then, you know, hopefully you guys are playing in March. Definitely. Definitely. Appreciate Thank it. you. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, guys. Yep. And that's somebody, Brendan, that we're going to look for in the Mr. Hockey race as well. There's a lot of good candidates for that, but... You know, Catholic Central seems year in and year out always has one of those guys right up there in the mm-hmm. thick of things. Yeah, Kyle, we appreciated his time, and you're right. That's a guy he's right now he's in the mix. And if his team continues to win and he continues to net goals, well, then, yeah, he's a guy that's going to stay right in that conversation. And wouldn't that be pretty good for the Catholic League to have a guy bring that home, too? Well, we're wrapping up Episode 2 of Inside CHSL. That means it's time for our Things to watch and we have a little wrestling to kick things off here today we do so this podcast secret behold is being (laughs) recorded wednesday december 11th 
the same day as the Super Duel out at Catholic Central. The defending Division One state champs, CC, hosting the defending Division Two state champs, Lowell. A just true matchup between powerhouse programs. And what's cool about it is CC hosts this what they call Super Duel mm-hmm. every year. And it's an in-school assembly where all of the CC students attend the wrestling match, you know, with all the different matchups. So every year they bring in, you know, another elite program and they have their full duel, as they call it. Uh, and it's a pretty exciting thing. You know, Catholic Central, four-time consecutive Division One state champs. Lowell, a six-time consecutive Division Two state champs. CC's projected to win, uh, probably, especially the team category. I think they're a heavy favorite. There's going to be some pretty good individual matchups, though, mixed in there today. So that's a pretty cool event to have the in-school assembly. Everybody there, uh, I mean, come on. That's just, that's one of those things that, you know, you're Catholic League proud seeing something like that go down. <laughs> yeah, and Catholic Central is right up there in national ratings. So we're not just talking about state rankings and, and state championships, but uh, according to some polls, they're number five in, in the nation in wrestling. And Unbelievable. It's it's a program that hasn't, you know, died off via graduation or just the cyclical nature of high school sports, mm-hmm. which is really, really, really impressive. Yeah, it's one of those... You look at other sports, and every once in a while, there's just a year where you're a little down. There's a year where you're young. You've got to rebuild. You've got to retool. You know, you have some sophomores and juniors that, oh, well, when they when they take that next step next year, they're going to be really good, but they're just not quite there yet. CC, especially in wrestling, just doesn't seem to have it year in and year out. That's a program that's either winning the state title or right in the mix to win it every year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that, that's something to watch about not only you know this week in, in the Super Duel, but uh, as we track their team and hopefully have a guest on or two for sure. um, from the wrestling program as, as the year goes on. We'll be excited for that. My thing to watch this week is the boys' Callahan Challenge. We already talked about the girls last weekend at Callahan Hall. The boys kick it off at 12.30 this Sunday, December 15th uh, in Detroit. You have New Haven and Loyola at 12.30. Lakeshore and Catholic Central at 2 p.m. Um, 3.30 features Warnwoods Tower and De La Salle at 5. Or sorry, that's 3.30. And then 5 o'clock, Stridley Heights Stevenson versus UD Jesuit. And then the final game, the nightcap, 6.30, Roseville versus Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Another good slate of games here for the boys. Which one are you tracking, I guess, number one and number two on your list right now? You know, there's a couple of them that intrigue me, Jeremy. Number one is going to be U of D Jesuit and Stevenson. Reason why is U of D was the lone Catholic League Central Division team to not win their opening night game as they fell to Arbor Prep by a point late. They had a two-point lead with, you know, 12 seconds left. And they ended up falling 48-47. to 47. But I think UAD Stevenson's going to be a real good matchup. Stevenson brings back a little bit of experience. U of D is young, but U of D should be more talented than Stevenson is. So I would really like to see what Coach Donnelly is able to do and how his young team bounces back. I look forward to watching them. Uh, the other one 
It's De La Salle and Tower. Reason why? It's a traditional district matchup. Mm -hmm. And De La Salle struggles to get max schools to play against them. So every year, De La Salle is looking to fill this non-league schedule. And Catholic League schools experience this in a variety of sports all the time. And that's... You know, Warnwoods Tower and De La Salle or, or, you know, any of the other Warren schools, that's historically something that De La Salle has struggled with in terms of the, the state tournament as well. I mean, you look at it when those teams have matched up in the last 10 years, at least a couple times. It's like, you know, De La Salle comes in that matchup. Yes, they should win, but sometimes they, they don't. They come out of that. Yeah, De La Salle, I think, has won 18 of the last 20 district titles. But, you know, there were a couple of years where they've either had a real competitive game mm -hmm. and one that you didn't expect or... Some of those Warren schools were able to win a district title. Mott's won it, and Cousineau has won it. Uh, and Towers given De La Salle a couple of really good games uh, through some regular season matchups, but more so in the state tournament. So it's kind of a friendly rivalry. The schools are walking distance from each other, so they're very close. Um, and for De La Salle, you know, they – to get a max school on the schedule, you know, Stevenson's actually pretty good about playing the Catholic League schools. You see them play in UAD. They'll play De La Salle later in the year, but you don't see many of them do it. So it should be exciting to see De La Salle Tower. I also want to add New Haven and Loyola is going to be interesting. I'm really interested to watch Loyola and see what they're about this year. A competitive team last year that was looking to take a step forward. Uh, what does Coach Morey do with them? I'm excited to watch that matchup. Well, that uh, just about wraps up our second episode of Inside CHSL. We want to kind of get to some housekeeping items now. We're going to miss you after next week here in the Advent season because next week will be our last podcast before the new year, but we'll be back ramping up on January 10th will be our next one after that. So, you know, we kind of bang out our, our first three and hope you're really excited. And, and certainly if, if you guys have any feedback, if you have any things we'd like to talk about, we want to hear from you on Twitter, on uh, any other avenues you can reach out and, and really, you know, get uh, the listenership into this as well, Brandon. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, we'd love the support. And of course, kind of going with that, you can subscribe, you can rate the podcast, you can tell your friends. But, but the big thing is, you know, it, it, it's a way to support our student-athletes. And I think that's just one thing that this podcast is really looking to do is create a channel and an avenue to tell the stories of the students. And that's the most important thing. So, you know, by listening and supporting this, you're supporting those kids, you're supporting those student-athletes, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So we appreciate everybody that does support and tune in and subscribes and uh, and throws us a rating or maybe even throws out some suggestions of things that they'd like to see us talk more about. Uh, so we're always open to that as well. Um, but, yeah, we'll have one more episode here in December, mm -hmm. and then – done for the Advent season. We'll come back in 2020, a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and we're going to get back at it here on the pod January 10th. Yeah, and I mean, at that point, everybody's kind of in the thick of things in terms of the Catholic League basketball slate is starting, hockey's really starting to ramp up, and we're, we're seeing who might be the, the teams to, to make a run for the, the state championship at that point. So it's going to be an exciting time as we kind of dive right back into it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to take, we're going to take the three-week break you know, we're going to recover. We're going to get rid of maybe the scratchy throats yeah, and you know, the congestion and yeah. the typical things you see <laughs> early in the season. And we're going to clean it up and we're going to come back better than ever 
in January 2020. Watch you catch a cold now on January 8th. Hey, we were what? supposed to record next. Hey, we'll we'll be back next week. We'll give you one more great show. You know, we'll fine tune and, <laughs> and we'll keep going. All right, we look forward to that. We want to thank everyone who makes this podcast possible. Once again, the Archdiocese of the Detroit Communications Department, uh, Mike Evoy, Vic Michaels, everybody down at the Catholic High School League, our producer, Ron Pangborn, our man who lays it all down and post Alex Westfall. He's Brendan Johnson. I'm Jeremy Adel. Have a great week, everybody. We look forward to see you next week for episode three. For now, this has been Inside CHSL.